0: Welcome to another podcast from Hepatitis Victoria. I'm here with Priscilla Hiromi-Korea, who is a dietitian with a special interest in the liver. Tell us about the liver. Why is the liver important? What's its role?
1: It does uh, perform a lot of tasks for our metabolism. In general, I would say that the main task of the liver would be metabolizing pretty much not only the nutrients, our food intake, but also everything that we, we eat or drink, and that includes uh, medicines, alcohol, and even when we have poisoning, for example, situations like poisoning, the liver will be in charge to detox our body from everything that, that might be
0: harmful. Is that yeah. one of the reasons why the liver is so big? I mean, it has a—is that because it has a big role or, or why? That's a hard question to answer.
1: But I, I believe yes. I believe mean, I believe because it's a very important organ, and because the liver also has this uh, capacity of uh, regeneration. The liver is able to to recover, to heal, and keep functioning to to do its its tasks.
0: Um, when we talk about keeping the liver in a healthy condition how do we do that through nutrition?
1: I I would say that overall if we have what we call a balanced uh, healthy diet for example here in Australia the Australian guidelines for healthy eating which means uh, having more vegetables, whole grains, cereals, having fruits, low-fat dairy for example, low-fat, meats, poultry, having a balanced diet and a good water intake, fluid intake, avoiding high levels of saturated fats, junk food, pastries, a lot of sugar, uh, avoiding drinking too much alcohol, uh, following the the overall uh, healthy eating guidelines. That's how you can uh, basically maintain uh, a good liver health.
0: The guidelines change quite a bit though, don't they? So sometimes, for example, they say that you know saturated fats are bad, then they're saying they're kind of good. I mean, how have they changed recently? Has there been any specific changes which affect the liver?
1: We, we are always finding out uh, new, new information. Uh, scientists are always uh, having new findings when they run studies and everything. But I, I believe the overall... Uh, the overall information that we have today is that trans and saturated fatty acids are, are recommended to be uh, ingested in a in the lower level and mono, mono saturated fatty acids polyunsaturated fatty acids are are the ones that our brain needs we we will ma- mainly find it in the vegetable oils uh, in fish nuts those type of, of of foods but we also for example we also may find in different proportions in dairy milk yogurt and the saturated fatty, fatty acids for example we also find in dairy animal animal products right uh, meats as well so that that's one of the reasons why we we should uh, the the, guideline, the guidelines says that we we shouldn't eat huge amounts for example of, of meat and we should prefer to have low-fat milk, low-fat dairy, so we have a lessened uh, intake of saturated fatty acids.
0: And what about people that have, for example, a liver illness, um, maybe cirrhosis or um, non-alcoholic um, liver disease? Are there any specific recommendations that you would give to them? I mean, of course, remembering that Everybody has an individual case, so they'd have to talk to their health provider and their own doctor if, to get specific advice.
1: In general, I would say it's very important what you mentioned. We, we may give general advice, general information to people, but the, the right thing is always to talk with your physician or with your dietitian, with your healthcare professional, because each, each person is different. Uh, and apart from the liver condition, the person might have other health conditions that may require different dietetic uh, advice. But for example, we, for a person who has uh, non-alcoholic fatty uh, liver disease, and if this person uh, has, uh, is overweight or obese, for example, or has high blood cholesterol, What we would recommend would be probably losing weight. Uh, We would highlight doing physical exercise and avoiding saturated uh, fatty acids in their diets and having more vegetables, increased fiber intake, having fruits, cereals, and preferring also the whole, whole grain cereals, for example, avoiding a lot of carbohydrates. And um, and fats in their diets and sugar as well, but when we think about the, a client, a patient who has a more has a chronic condition as well, but with complications that might cause cirrhosis, for example, or lack of appetite, anorexia and weight loss, for example, this person might be malnourished in the sense that you have to go to the opposite way. So you might have to prescribe supplements. This person might, might uh, have lack of vitamin B, vitamin C, other vitamins, fat soluble vitamins, uh, deficiencies as well. So even, and with this, with those clients, you might even have to recommend internal nutrition in more severe cases. Mm-hmm. The what,
0: what is nutrition?
1: Oh, it's the nutrition, the diet that will go through the tube, a tube, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a nasogastric tube or a gastrostomy tube. Mm-hmm. But also, depending on the liver condition, uh, maybe a gastrostomy won't be indicated, but the nasogastric tube uh, would be more indicated. So each case will have a specific recommendation. You might have very different approaches depending on we are uh, still talking about the liver but depending on the different condition that the the
0: clients and the person has there's multiple morbidities and yeah, yes well,
1: isn't there? yeah and
0: what's the impact what can be the potential impact of eating a better diet for a person with a serious liver condition
1: nutrition is so important that you might even be capable of removing that client that uh, patient from the liver transplant uh, condition, so that, that that's how important nutrition uh, can be.
0: That's an incredible thing if you can imagine. Yes, just it by is. changing your diet, you can come off the liver transplant list.
1: Yes, yes, it is. Patients who are uh, under extreme malnourishment, really, really underweight, with with all the complications of malnourishment itself, and and then. Those complications of malnourishment, they even overcome the, the liver disease itself, so they, they are at, at, at a high risk of death.
0: And what about for people that uh, are living with hepatitis B or hepatitis C, are there any particular nutritional tips that you would give for them?
1: We can also come back to those, those approaches we were previously talking about, it's not the virus itself, but in which stage of the disease that person is. Because if the person has adequate health status, uh, we would probably recommend to to keep having a healthy healthy diet with not so many specific uh, recommendations, uh, whether the person has hepatitis B or C. And if the person uh, evolves to a more a severe condition, a different uh, complication, or any similar condition like that, we would have to, to come up with different approaches. Some detox diet, they mm. are a bit uh, restrict. So I think mm. it's a bit, sometimes it's a bit tricky. And I, I prefer talking about having a general uh, healthy diet instead of recommending specific uh, foods or uh, Foods or fluids to fat
0: diets uh, to are not
1: uh, eating. If I say cucumber is good for the liver, yes. and people will start eating only cucumber, cucumber because they will believe that the, the, this <laughs> particular food will my detox your liver, will be healthy, and it's not about only eating cucumber, but you can also have other, and you should have other foods as well. Uh, being part of a, a healthy diet instead of eating only some specific specific foods that might have this mm. might affect a little bit more your liver health for example so, the, so yeah.
0: just to, to reiterate the idea yeah. of, of one particular food or food category um, doesn't really fit with a healthy liver diet it's uh, it's an exaggeration is that right yeah
1: i believe so yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I do respect people because we do have professionals who, who might recommend a detox diet, and I, I do respect their positions. But I, uh, in my case, I wouldn't recommend. It all all depends as well if you monitor and if you follow your your client, your patient. So from time to times, you you're going to. Uh, review the diet with the, your client, and oh, okay, so you've been doing this for one month, we should, we should review your diet right now and the main idea is, is the, the health.
0: If there was yeah. one thing or just two, one or two things you could say people should do now to think about their liver health differently, what would that be?
1: Probably, maybe the first thing, even before thinking about diet is be active exercise. I think that, that's the first thing for your health. Be active, uh, whether it's going to the gym or walking or uh, dancing or <laughs> swimming. Any activity that you, you, you're able to do and you feel uh, that it's pleasant for you, you, you should do it regularly. I also believe that having everything in moderation is, is the key. And, and having an overall healthy diet. Always chat with your healthcare care provider. That, that's why the professionals are there. So if you have any queries, just talk with them.
0: That was Priscilla Hiromi-Korea, who is a dietitian who gave us some very interesting advice. So if you want to find out more about what we're doing at Hepatitis Victoria, listen to more podcasts, find out more information, just go to our website, that's www.hepvic.org.au Thank you.